0: As far back as I can remember, I've always been an afterthought in my brother's family. More so once he got married and had children. There were a couple of episodes I remember distinctly. I think the overarching umbrella to this is my brother's what should I call it? Lack of support in me being gay. I think I've said this in other podcasts but I'll say it again. One of my biggest fears was that once my brother had his children that he would keep them away from me based on his bigoted views of the queer individual. But to his credit, he did not. But I do remember one day when my niece gave me her Tinky Winky because I asked her if I could have it. And somehow it got left in the car, my brother's car. And I heard that when he went to pick up an associate, he was so mortified that he hid it under the seat so as for nobody to think anything quote-unquote derogatory about him. A couple of the biggest blows to me feeling like an afterthought in my brother's family was when, year after year, at Thanksgiving, the family would gather at my brother's house with other family and friends and would eat our Thanksgiving meal, cooked by family and friends. My mother and father were there. I was there. A vast array of individuals were there. And for the most part, it was quite fun until it came time for Abby to read her annual newsletter And what we're thankful for, letter that she sent out to a variety of family and friends, extended family and friends. And I remember hearing how we're thankful for so and so in being this kind of person and all these wonderful accolades. And we're thankful for this person, blah, blah, blah. And then it would always get around to me. And we're thankful for Uncle Mark for taking Grandma and Grandpa on a cruise. What never thankful for the kind of individual I am the person who supports your family loves your family has made accomplishments in his life. No it's always about what my money did for somebody another big blow was and where, you know what, I still feel it to this day, that around the Christmas holiday time, when it's time to buy everybody presents, I'm always at the end of the priority list. And so I get these random gifts because nobody really takes the time to understand what I like, or they get fixated on one thing that I said I liked, and then I get that year after year after year. I've gotten used to that. But like I said, the one big blow was when the kids Jake and Leah were really young. And my brother, as he always did, gave my sister in law, Abby an allowance to go buy presents for family and friends. Everybody would get something lovely, something they wanted. I would always end up at the end of the list where on this particular Christmas, Abby ran out of money to buy a present for me. And her solution was, let's bring the kids shopping. Remember, they're like, three or four or whatever and let them pick out what they think Uncle Mark would want. I don't know what store she took them to, but when I opened my present, I got a manual pencil sharpener. I was absolutely crushed. This is what you think of me. I know the kids were absolutely happy about getting their Uncle Mark what they wanted to get Uncle Mark. But seriously, Abby, you couldn't see past your nose and see that this would hurt me. Especially how generous I was and still am to your children. And like I said, I got past it, but it's still something, even to this day, I don't talk to my brother, I haven't for the last five years, and I think more and more as you listen to my podcast, you understand why, if somebody's deliberately going to say that they don't have any respect for me, then I'm not going to take the time to include them in my life. Abby tries. The kids, now that they're in their 20s, you know what? I feel like an afterthought with them as well. And some of my dear friends have said that they're taking their cue from their father. And I buy that to a certain degree. But I don't think Their father needs to know everything about their contacts with me. And yet I still feel like an afterthought. And it really does make me sad. And as I tell a lot of my clients, resentment is the silent killer. It builds up behind the scenes when we don't realize that resentment is there. And then it comes out in unimaginable ways. And I don't want that to happen. I know I'm building resentment. But I'm really trying to stay on top of the fact that I'm realizing I'm developing resentment for being an afterthought in my own family. It hurts. But I'm not going to let it bring me down. I have no control over how other people feel or choose to live their life. But I have control over how I feel and how I choose to live my life. And where, as I'm having these feelings, I'm not going to let it turn me into a negative Resentful person, because I'm going to stay on top of it. I'm going to stay on top of this silent killer that could really end up by only hurting me if I were to hurt somebody else unintentionally. I've lived to tell. Till next time. I just wrote a meme that said something like, I'd rather be missed while I'm alive than after I'm dead. And in my opinion, that says a lot. We can all miss somebody while they're alive and they're still is something we can do about it while they're alive. After they're dead, more or less the options are quite limited. Yes, of course, I've seen shows and heard about people who are remorseful that they didn't show more affection. To someone while they were alive. And now they feel bad after they're dead. Well, guess what? They're dead. There's nothing more you can do about it. The only thing that you can do about it is to try to make peace for yourself. But that doesn't help the person who's dead. And I know it sounds harsh, but you know what? That's the way that I'm feeling now. I've been the brother, the brother-in-law, the uncle who's always been there. I've been ready to do whatever I need to do to help the family. And then, boom, something happens between me and my brother, a misunderstanding. But then again, I'm not taking responsibility for it. My brother should take responsibility for his part in the misunderstanding. But that doesn't, that's neither here nor there. It affects the sister-in-law. It affects the relatives of the sister-in-law. It affects the friends of my brother and sister-in-law's family. I have no idea what anybody's being told and they're forming their opinions based on a one-sided story. That's okay too. I'm fine with that. I think what's really hurting my heart is my niece and my nephew. I love them with all my heart and I really do believe that they love me as well. And I've heard from several friends who say, your niece and your nephew are taking the lead from their parents, especially their father. And I can get behind that to a certain degree. But you know what? There's only so far that logic will hold water My niece and my nephew are in their 20s now. They can think for themselves. They can do for themselves. It's not about what do mommy and daddy think about uncle Mark? No, it's about what do we think and how do we want to live our life based on our relationship with our uncle. It even goes to the point where, you know what, we, meaning niece and nephew, can respect your position on how you want to deal with Uncle Mark. But we're not going to buy into that. And yet, it seems like That's the way that it is. I hear nothing from anyone, meaning my niece and my nephew. Yeah, I hear from them when they call grandma and grandma says, oh, they and this doesn't even happen very often. They say, say hello to Uncle Mark. Tell Uncle Mark we love him. That happens every blue moon. But yet, it doesn't happen very often. And even that wouldn't be satisfactory for me. If you care how I feel, then communicate with Uncle Mark. Let him know how you're feeling. Don't wait until Uncle Mark sends you a message sharing his love and respect or sending you a gift at a holiday. I'm not Uncle Mark for that. And I know this sounds horrible, but I guess I would just rather be not Uncle Mark because then my feelings wouldn't be so hurt I wouldn't have the feelings of thinking, I'm not a part of this family, and I'm not a part of this family because of the conflict between me and my brother, and then all of a sudden, I'm persona non grata, and what my part in the conflict or my feelings are make no difference. My dad and my mom have a problem, so therefore, we're going to have a problem, too. I don't buy that. I feel like I don't have an immediate family. And that's not taking anything away from the relationship between me and the mother. We have a strong relationship and I know the conflict between me and my brother and my sister-in-law and how my niece and my nephew and their family and friends are buying into it really does make her sad. But I've been the peacekeeper for so long and I'm not going to acquiesce and give in when I know my side. I want to say my side is right, but I think that would be arrogant in thinking that that would mean that I would not take into consideration my brother's feelings in this whole thing. But the bottom line is my brother is in no way taking into consideration my feelings in this whole thing. It's either his way or no way. So where do I come out in the whole thing feeling alone? But then I think I'm not alone because family is not biological. Family is what we make it, and I've got a strong family behind me. They're not biological, but you know what? At the end of the day, I can be sad that my biological family really, in my opinion, seems like they don't want anything to do with me. But I'm going to have to resign myself to the fact that. That's life. It really is life. I've made plans for my future to take care of myself as being an elderly individual alone. And I feel comfortable with that. I've got my backup plan. I don't count on any of my family members to even want to be there or to take care of me. I do realize that some of them think that, oh, once Uncle Mark is gone, that there's going to be a payday at the end of the day. But think again. I may just end up spending all of my savings on myself, in any way that I want to before I'm dead, dead, dead. Muffin, I've lived to tell, till next time. That was a little ode to Jason.